Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God or in purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Afoke Wonsuzu. So let's get down to it. Hello, fam. Welcome back to another episode today. And we are actually starting a new series on service. So the new series is called Service, and I am so excited, particularly excited, because we will be exploring the life of Ruth, because I've always wanted to, but I had to wait for the right time. And so that's why I'm so excited. The time is here, and I'm also excited to share this topic with you, because I feel the Holy Spirit wants the story of Ruth to be shared in this season. And speaking of time and seasons, the message is coming to you as an encouragement to help you with waiting during your single season. Because truth be told, waiting is hard. But God has some encouragement for you today. If you are single, because he has made, like he has so much blessings in store for you and he doesn't want you to get distracted or miss out on the blessings he has for you in this season of your life. Okay, so without any further ado, let us look at our main scripture, which is coming from Ruth. Chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. Okay, and it says, In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech, his wife's name was Naomi, and the names of his sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. And in verse three, it says, now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had, after they had lived there about 10 years, uh, both Malon and Kilion also died and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. So before we continue, I just wanted to say that uh, this message is not about what you can do in your singleness. Rather, it is about, like I said before, encouraging you to keep trusting God while you wait because your season of breakthrough is coming and God doesn't want you to miss out on it. That is why this encouragement is coming to you at this time. And if you'd like to listen more or listen to more on this topic and what you can do to enjoy your single season, you can listen to episode 27. Um, But this particular message for today is just about trusting God while you wait. And again, an encouragement for my singles out there. Okay. So now going back to the verses we read from Ruth verses one or chapter one, verse one to seven, it says, Elimelech and his family moved to Moab because there was famine in Judah. True. There was famine in Judah, but yet in the land of Moab, Elimelech died. Now, I don't know what killed him. Sad story. For them, I really don't know what killed them. And I wonder why sometimes when I do read uh, this uh, part of the Bible. And then a few years after, his two sons followed as well and died, leaving Naomi childless and a widow. Isn't that ridiculous, though, in terms of how things happen? Like, how does someone with good intentions see, you know, good intentions to see his family survive 
and not die due to famine in his hometown of Judah, and then leaves that hometown to go to Moab, where there is supposedly no famine. And that place ends up killing most of his family members. Ladies, the reason why I share this with you today is because just like Elimelech, moving his family from Judah to Moab can be likened to the pressure that comes with your single season. Pressures of wanting to leave your single season, your season of waiting for a place where you feel you can make it happen. It may not make sense as to why you have to wait so long for the man God promised to you. And it may even begin to look like there is a quote unquote famine of any potential husband right now. And you may worry that he hasn't showed up or you ask when will he show up because it's taking too long. But just because he hasn't showed up doesn't mean God does not have a plan, a marriage plan for you or that he has forgotten you. Remember, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and has obtained favor from the Lord. Which brings me to my first point to shed more light on this so you can understand. My first point to you today is this. Don't leave the presence of God. Okay? Don't leave the presence of God just because you want to go experience plenty elsewhere, which is Judah. Okay? Elimelech left Judah, a place of God, to go to a place of plenty in Moab because it seemed like it was better there. Okay, so don't leave Judah to go find a man in Moab because you feel God is taking way too long to find, um, sorry, the man God has for you is taking way too long to find you. Moab just represents, in this case, like I said, outside of God's presence. Remember, the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from God. So wait till you are found like we discussed in episode 27. But in the meantime, keep about your father's business along that narrow road, walking and serving in your purpose. Because if you feel God is taking too long and you go find a man instead of being found, you're going to a place where God did not send you. And when you go to a place where God did not send you to, God can bless you there because you walked out on God basically. And this is what happened to Elimelech. He left the presence of God to get to his, sorry to go get his own solution to what he thought was a problem, but he couldn't, even though he went away to Moab. Moab can also represent a relationship God did not send you to. It could be a relationship based on the world standards, standards that is sin, or it could be it could just be you trying to force things to happen with a man who has probably told you no or someone who you shouldn't be messing with in the first place. Moab can represent a place where you ran to in order to solve the, quote-unquote again, famine problem in your relationship life. That is the absence of the man God has for you in your life right now. Fighting your singleness to ensure you're booed up (laughs) instead of waiting for this uh, God that has promised to give you a man, but yet he's wasting your time. Remember, sis, God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His ways are higher than your ways. He knows it all while you don't. I'll read that verse actually. It is from uh, Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 9. It says, um, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
So don't leave the presence of God because you feel lonely and you want that man to show up already. If you are feeling lonely, it's probably because you're keeping idle and not serving God with your purpose. You see, the importance of serving God is to keep you busy and focused on the right things because if you're going about the things of God for your life, your thoughts are filled with godly thoughts. But like we discussed in episode 27, an idle mind is the devil's workshop, right? So try to ensure you're not giving the enemy any room to pull you out of the presence of God. You must stay strong because the blessings of God for your life are coming and you better believe it, okay? I believe for you, <laughs> okay? Now, like I said earlier, going to Moab, as mentioned in Ruth uh, chapter one, can be likened to going into that relationship God didn't send you and going where God did not send you, right? But doing so can leave you short in the end and can represent a different form of death, not physical death, like a spiritual kind of death meaning you have cut off communication with God and the things of God are no longer a priority to you. Another one could be like losing yourself, being bitter, angry because of a heartbreak or disappointment that came about as a result of going to Moab, going to a place that is not in God's presence. So don't run away from the presence of God. Don't take your trust away from the presence of God or your trust that you put in God and then go put that trust in a man. That's the worst thing you can do for yourself in this, your single season. To be fair, it makes sense for Elimelech to have left Judah to Moab if there was famine in his hometown of Judah. But again, just because it doesn't make sense to remain in Judah, just because it doesn't make sense to remain in the presence of God due to the famine the lack of doesn't mean God isn't there. Sis, in your single season, you are exactly where God wants you to be. And that is in the presence of God. Because if you weren't properly placed, God will tell you to move. It doesn't matter what doesn't seem to be present right now. God is present and you are in his presence. And that is all that is important. Because the truth is, it doesn't have to make sense for it to work with God. Okay, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have to make sense for it to work with God. So you're in the presence of God and that's where you need to be. And that's what's most important. Don't give into societal pressures from your parents or friends, family, whoever that time is running out for you. Humanly, humanly speaking, it may be true that time is running out because I mean, time goes by really fast. But the truth again is, you are rocking with the one who created time, the OG, God Almighty. So you are exactly where you are supposed to be. God never runs out of time. So relax in the presence of God and serve him with your purpose while you wait, like we discussed in episode 27, okay? And my second, my second piece of encouragement for you today is this. Don't settle. He will find you. Okay, sis, don't settle. He will find you. The man God has for you will find you. Looking back at Ruth uh, chapter 1, verse 2, using the, the message version, it says, Elimelech and his family went to the country of Moab and settled there. He settled probably because he saw things happening for people in Moab compared to Judah. He fell into the comparison trap and eventually said to himself, I want what they have. At least it is better than Judah where there is famine. 
For anyone who may have left the presence of God to go settle in Moab or a place like Moab, that is the ways of the world and outside of God's presence, or perhaps thinking of settling for less than God's best in Moab due to comparison or any other reason, I want to encourage you today by telling you that God has much more in store for you. Don't sell yourself short because it hasn't happened yet. To settle just means you are giving up on God and choosing to leave his presence where you need to be. Okay, but settling has never helped anybody. Yes, you may say at least I'm taking steps to make it happen for me or you feel or you feel it is a hassle to date. So you remain in your current relationship even when you know it's not good for you. Also fear of being alone is another reason to why people settle and also fear of time running out. But for whatever reason there may be, God wants to speak to anyone thinking of settling outside of God's presence. Elimelech and his family left the presence of God, Judah, to a place where God did not approve of, Moab. And from the story we read, you know what happened there. There was a lot of losing involved. Ladies, don't leave the presence of God just to lose yourself to gain a man. Because once you gain that man, you'll only keep losing yourself since it is the only way to keep such a man in your life. Don't go to Moab no matter how good it looks. Don't go to Moab. Don't go away from the presence of God to settle for less because you just want it to happen. Why settle to lose yourself when you can walk with God to gain way more, so much more than you can ever imagine? Nothing good can come out of settling, sis. If you just got yourself into a bad dating relationship and you know it is not good for you, this is the confirmation you've been waiting for, sis. Leave that place. Don't sabotage the plans God has for you and say it is the enemy. If you do, then the enemy in this case will be you. And just so we're clear, I'm talking about dating relationships, okay? Because with marriage, it is not that simple. It is not that clear cut. Okay, so I'm strictly talking and referring to dating relationships, okay? So don't convince yourself by feeding yourself a lie that at least you have a man. Why should you ever have to use that word, at least, when describing someone you want to spend and enjoy the rest of your life with? God doesn't want you to have an at least experience. Instead, he wants to give you an and in God's time, he made my life beautiful by giving me the best man for me type of experience. Yes, leaving a bad dating relationship may be painful because you have invested time and probably money. But wouldn't you prefer leaving now to receive the man God has for you so you can enjoy a lifetime of peace, love, prosperity, joy, and so much more? Like I always say, God has already written your love story. And if you are new to our channel, you need to check out that episode. I believe it's uh, episode 14. And it is the truth because God has already written your love story. So God doesn't need your help to make your marriage happen. He doesn't need your help at all. He already knows who you're going to get married to because he has already written your love story. He knows who your husband is, but you do not. And if you're thinking of settling, you would see a lot of prospects or potentials that look good and you'd be left with guessing to make a choice 
when you should be walking with God so he can lead you himself to the exact love story he has already written for you. Like you don't even have to raise a hand in this matter. God has it already settled. Just keep trusting him and keep walking with him and remain in his presence. So don't settle because you are lonely or scared of being alone or you think there can be a better man out there because of bad past experiences. Why limit God? Sis, come out of that place and back into the presence of God so he can heal you if you've been hurt by any, you know, past bad experiences. Yes, and that's my last point for today, okay? Which is God wants to heal you. He really does. Because despite the many things that have happened, should you have been in Moab, God wants you to come to his presence anyway. He wants you to get back on that path because he wants you to surrender it all to him. Now, perhaps you may have given into the pressures of time from the people around you and you ended up in Moab somehow and you got yourself heartbroken, bitter, disappointed. God is saying to you that he wants you to come back home to Judah, come back home into his presence because nothing good can come from a place that is outside of God's presence. God wants to heal you. He wants, he wants to take away your broken pieces and mold you into a new being. His blessings for you are still available to you, but you need to be properly positioned in his presence, that is in Judah, to receive them. You have done it your way for a while. The guy you trusted to marry you had, has, has disappointed you by breaking your heart. The relationship you invested so much time in has ended and it seems like you lost out and wasted a lot of time. Whatever your case may be, God is calling you back into his presence because he wants you to heal and give you so much more. Your healing is so important to God because without it, you won't serve effectively in his presence. God wants you active and going about his business, about the purpose he created you for. He needs you to be effective in your walk with him and breaking down any stronghold of the enemy in your life because he has given you that authority. Don't let that failed situation, okay, make you feel like God has failed you. He will never fail. It is impossible for God to fail. Naomi and Ruth 1 had recounted her bitter experience to her daughters-in-law, that is to Orpah and Ruth, of how God had dealt with her, which made her bitter and angry at God. In Ruth 1 verse 8 to 16, she urged her two daughters-in-law to go back to their people in Moab and go back to their gods, their they are small gods because there was nothing for them in Judah. Naomi recounted this bitter experience of losing all she had to both daughters-in-law. Like initially, Orpah wanted to go back to Judah, you know, with Naomi, but she eventually gave into all the negativity of Moab because all that had happened was so much. It was too much. The pain, the bitterness was too much and she just couldn't see how it could get better. So she eventually gave in and went back to her people in Moab. Orpah remained in Moab. But despite the loss, despite the heartbreak, the setback, bitterness, despite all of it, Ruth, Ruth chose different and clung on to Naomi. Like she really held on to Naomi and said she wasn't going back to Moab. She wasn't going back to the pain, to the disappointment. She wasn't going back. And so Naomi and Ruth set out on the road back to Judah, on the road back to God. 
You see, Ruth refusing to go back to Judah was a total surrender to the will of God for her life. Ruth also said to to Naomi in uh, Ruth 1 verse 16, that wherever you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. So are you going to be an Orpah or a Ruth, sis? Are you going to let the things that may have happened while you were in Moab or the lack of what you see right now in the presence of God stop you from receiving all of God's best waiting for you in Judah? Waiting for you in the presence of God like Orpah did? Or are you going to surrender it all to God and trust him like Ruth did? Oh, sis, there are amazing, amazing things waiting for you on the other side of your surrender to God. And to round up here, the reason why it was important that I encourage you today is because God is about to do a new thing in your single season. Like even before I did this message, it was, I was like, are you sure Holy Spirit is just like an encouragement? Like, I feel like I need to be dropping some revelation here. Now the Holy Spirit said, no, you have to encourage them because it is important for the season I'm about to send them into So it is very important that I encourage you today because God is about to do a new thing in your single season. As long as you have surrendered your will to God and keep trusting God through it all. God is about to do a new thing in your life and he's about to usher you into a new and amazing season. So sis, just as Naomi and Ruth set out on the path back to the land of Judah, like it says there in Ruth 1 verse 7, likewise, there is a path. Okay, there is also a path that you need to get back on to get you back to Judah, back to God's presence. There is a path, okay, back to God, a path to surrender it all to God. And that path is Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John 14, verse 6, Jesus speaking said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So to get back to God, the path you have to take is through Jesus. To accept him as your Lord and Savior and believe that he died on the cross to wash away all your sins, no matter how bad they may have been. And to turn you and make you as white as snow. To take your past and make it all work for your good. To make all the wrong in your past remain there and make everything in your life brand new. And that includes you as well. God will make you into a new being, into a new creature. Um, It says here in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, that therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So God wants to be intentional with you, but you need to be intentional with him as well. By taking the path, which is Jesus, back into God's presence, should you have, you know, gone out of there in the first place. So again, sis, are you going to be an Orpah or are you going to be a Ruth? Now that's left for you to decide. Okay. And when I come back to you in the next two weeks, I will be discussing all the amazing things that happened on the other side of Ruth's surrender. And I can promise you, you've never heard anything quite like it before. Okay, like, girl, God is ready for you, my single sisters, and any brothers listening, because that episode is going to be lit, okay? So make sure you tune in for that as well. But just to give you a glimpse um, into episode, not episode two, but the next episode, 
uh, two episodes from now. <laughs> Just to give you a glimpse into that or like a trailer. If you are familiar with the story of Ruth, you know she met Boaz in Judah, right? Not in Moab. And that is why you need to be properly positioned and remain in Judah, that is, in the presence of God, so that God can freely bless you and lead you to the man he created you for. So sis, I pray that you decide to be a Ruth and get on this journey with God because God has nothing but the best for you, okay? You better believe it. So I guess I'll see you in two weeks again. <laughs> I guess I heard a few yeses. Um, so yeah, I'll see you in two weeks, but my husband will be, will be coming to you again uh, next week with another wonderful word. So be, sh- be sure to tune in then as well. So God bless you, we love you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. God bless you, and I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you would like to email us, you can do so by writing to us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram at Walking in Purpose Podcast and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.